0: anything of life we look to you Jesus that you can lead us through you can take us through everything Lord God will you look look to you for our healing our direction Lord we thank you Jesus thank you for what you've done in our lives and what you continue to do amen amen how good is the band sounding wow thanks a lot guys say hello to someone as you take your seat if you don't know me my name's Nathan I'm one of the team here I'll be sharing around uh, for the next 20 minutes or so and then we'll get into the baptisms and hear about some people's lives that have been transformed about the Jesus that we've been singing about. If you allow me, I just want to quickly pray and if you want to pray this to yourself, please just pray it to yourself and I'm just going to pray as well. And if you feel comfortable, Lord, we just come here open and ready for what you want to do in our lives, Lord. We come here ready to have seeds planted, and we just pray we open our hearts up to you, and we just pray that whatever you want to do, whatever you want to work with in our lives, we're ready, Father. We're open. Amen. Amen. Who's ready to hear about the Word of God? I'm ready. This year we've been sharing about our theme, which is a king and a cause, which is a theme that we've been talking about at our church for the year. The... the, the, theme is the greatest person you could ever love and the greatest cause you could ever live. And it's around around the verse of the Lord's Prayer. The key verse that we're talking about is, as on earth, as it is in heaven. That's what we're talking about. We want life on earth to be what it is in heaven. We want people on earth to be as it is in heaven. And we ask ourselves this question, what am I doing on earth for heaven's sake? What am I doing on earth in my day-to-day, in my life, when I'm with my kids, when I'm at my job, when I'm at the shops, when I'm with my family, when I'm doing everything? What am I doing for the sake of heaven, to lead people closer to heaven? You know, it says in the Bible, in Revelations 21.4, it says, where there in heaven, there is no suffering and no sin, no shame, no guilt, all will be relinquished and no pure love and adoration when we get to heaven. So that means that we will be without our hindrances and our fleshly hang-ups and worldly issues and everything that's going on in our lives. We'll be in heaven and celebrating without all these things that are holding us back. But we are not in heaven yet. God is not finished with us yet. We are still continually getting renewed every, each and every day to be closer and formed in the character of Jesus until we enter into heaven. It says in 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Day by day, as you spend your time in the Word, as you seek Jesus, as you open yourself up to Him, we are being renewed by Him. And yet I still have my own shortcomings. I still have some things that I say to people. And who would say that? They would say something to someone in a conversation or in passing or you might have even had someone that served you, you know, with a bit of an attitude that the shops like happened to me the other day and you give it back to them a little bit. And then later on you're feeling, I probably shouldn't have responded in that way. I probably shouldn't have said it in that way. I probably shouldn't have, you're convicted, you're feeling that maybe I shouldn't have done that. We all still have our shortcomings and things that of our character that are letting us down. And it says in Proverbs 18.21, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I react in a certain way sometimes. I say some things sometimes that I regret, and yet I still need to get work and get better every day. I'm sure we can all relate, but there is hope. It's like some parts of my life God has worked through. And he's transformed me. I've been transformed by the word and the spirit of God in, in me. But other parts still remain the same. It's like I'm a work in progress. It's like God is constantly renewing me and changing me. You know, not all of me like is like Jesus, but I'm working on it and I'm getting there. You know, it's a work in progress. It's kind of almost like I have this sign up on my life saying, under construction. God is constantly under construction. He's working on something in my life and then something new comes up. He's working on something in my life and then you go through a certain season of your life. You know, you get married, you have kids and God is constantly developing you and working your character and making you more and more like him. I feel like my walk with God is a constant transformation of the old self to the new self. As I grow and become deeper and deeper in my walk throughout the seasons of my life, my life more and more will become based on the Word of God. I came across an artwork a couple months ago, and they're going to put it up on the screen. The artwork is called The Castle. It's by a Mexican artist called Jorge Mendez-Blake. The concept behind this artwork is... Something small can have a monumental impact on the environment and the world around it. When I saw this for the first time, this is not even the full artwork. It's actually about a 27 metre long uh, brick wall that is constructed and it's about, I don't know, three or four metres high. And you see this single book down the bottom of this artwork. And when I saw this for the first time, I immediately, and I was thinking about it and I knew something was in me, hit me about it. And I immediately thought, thought three things. I said, what am I based on in my life? Am I based on a brick or a book? Looking at that, you can see the book right down the bottom there. And how can I be book-based? And how can I be the book to those around me? Am I based on the book or a brick? And how can I be book braced? and am I... Am I a book to the world of books around me? See, we talk about a book here at church. We talk about the Word of God that we base our foundation on. The foundation of what we build our Christian walk on is the Word of God. Am I based on a brick or am I based on the brook? Are my foundations in the Word of God or on worldly things? Am I defined by the word of God or the labels on me? Because I said before, some parts of me are brick-based. Some, some are, some are book-based. Some parts of my life are totally free and the, the Holy Spirit and God works through me. Others, I fall short and still need to get better. What are my foundations on? In my role at West on Friday mornings, I go into a local high school and we make pancakes for students. You may be asking, why are we making pancakes for students? Uh, because most students don't have breakfast or lunch. I was talking to a student last week and I said to him, if we didn't cook you, bring you breakfast, what would you have for breakfast? And he said, oh, I don't have breakfast. And I said, so you just have lunch? And he said, no, I don't have lunch either. So he said, I just have dinner most days and that's it. So most of the kids are in, in most of these schools, in state schools across our area, might not get breakfast or lunch. So us going in there and giving them a breakfast actually increases their engagement at school and has a ripple effect down on how they perform better and all that kind of stuff at school. And that's the norm across a lot of schools, high schools in the state possibly. I know intermittent fasting is a thing these days for people, but it's not a choice for hundreds of kids that are going to our local schools. Intermittent fasting is a choice by someone that wants to lose weight or get better, but not these kids when they need to be engaged and going to school and growing and in year 7, 8 and 9 and some of these core years of when they're going to school. When I was there a couple of weeks ago, I met this student. He would have been 14 or 15 and I was just filling up the pancake mix as we do and I just said, hey, how are you going? I said, oh, I'm Nathan. I go, what's your your name? The first thing he said to me, he didn't even respond with his name or anything. You know what he said to me? He said, I'm part of the support unit. I didn't know what the support unit was because I'm only new to the role. I thought it was something where he's, he supports the school footy team or like a kind of cheerleader thing. What I didn't realise is the support unit is he proceeds to tell me is that because of his autism, he's in the special unit or the special class. You know what that tells me? is that we are looking at labels and we, we're defined by the labels in our world today. And what does define you as a person? Are we defined by the word of God and what that says about us? Or are we defined about the labels that people and people are putting on our lives? Are we defined by our age, race, gender, upbringing, background, which is all fluid these days anyway, and doesn't have a solid foundation? Or are we are defined by what the book says about me and what the word of God says about me? Are you based on the book? Because in the book it says, I'm a child of God, redeemed, renewed, I'm saved. That should be the things that are lifting me up and defining me today. I want to ask you, take a moment and think, what do you introduce yourself as? What defines when what you introduce yourself as? What is the person that you come across as? I speak every day of myself I am a son of the Father, I'm a soldier, and I'm a servant to those around me. What I die to and what I give in to is what defines me as a person. Let me not be controlled by my fleshly desires, but let me control them. So the first question I asked is, am I based on the book or a brick? It defined, it's down to how you're defined. The second question I've asked is, how can I be based on the book? You have to be open to the Spirit and the Word of God. There was a time in my life when in my late teens, when I kind of drifted away, I've always been raised and gone to the church, and I made a decision to follow Christ when I was young in children's church. But there was a time when I was kind of finding myself when I was 18 or 19. And at that time, it was Stu that pulled me aside and said, God's got a plan for your life. And I went home, and I hadn't picked up this Bible. I hadn't picked up this Bible in two or three years seriously, and sought after God. And there was a moment when the Bible was down on the ground like this, and I could see it was there, and there was dust all over it. And as I sought after myself and walked over to the Bible, I could feel the presence of God seeking after me. As I opened myself up to the Holy Spirit, and to seeking God, He's the same and sought after me and filled my spirit. It is by consistent renewing and seeking Him, but also being open being open to the Holy Spirit and God being in your life. I don't know where you're at in your life, in your journey, what season you're in, how much you know about God, how open you are to him. But I want to say to you, just give him a chance. Just give it a chance. I had my own journey and I went away for a year or two, but I came back and it's been the best decision of my life. It's by consistently renewing and seeking him and being open to him every day. We all know you, can lose, you don't lose weight by going to the gym or exercising once. That'd be nice for, for us, but no. Or eating healthy once and having a healthy meal. You know what it is? It's by doing it every day, consistently eating right, doing the same thing. And then you'll see the difference happen. And it won't happen in a week. It won't happen in a month. It will eventually happen. And it's the same with pursuing God. It happens when we when we know and truly know the good things it can take us to. I want us to get to that consistent prayer and reading in our lives. So, am I based on the book or the brick? How can I be based book based? And am I a book in a world of bricks? How can I be a book in a world of bricks? A couple of years ago, I was a business manager at a um, at a construction business, and they were talk. They brought us all into the room, and they were talking about a how what's some services that are direct to market, and they were all joking later about one of the guys referenced this service where women can put pictures of themselves online and sell them directly to the users. And I didn't know about this because it was uh, obviously not appropriate pictures. And the guys at work said, oh no, you wouldn't know about that because you go to church and etc. And that is what it's about being a book surrounded by bricks in your world. We're coming into a world where you've got to be a difference to some people around you. In John 2.15 it says, don't love the world's ways, don't love the world's goods. Love the, the world squeezes out love the love of the Father. Practically everything that goes into the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for a turning. Being a book in the world of bricks. In John 15, 19, it says, If you were in the world, the world would love you its own. Yet you are not of the world. But I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And in Romans twelve don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. I'll get the band up now quickly. Thanks, guys. Do you want to have the transformational power of the word of God in your life? It comes by humbling yourself and believing Him and allowing Him to work in you to you. Basically, what I'm talking about here is to be led by the flesh or led by the Spirit. I'm not saying anything negative about being brick-based or book-based. I'm just saying, are you and is your life in an area of your life based on having a foundation on the Word of God? Is your life have a foundation on the Word of God? In what areas are you led by the Spirit and others led by the flesh? This is my last scripture and it says in Luke 6, 47-49. Anyone who hears and obeys these teachings of mine is like the wise person who built the house on the solid rock. Rain poured down, rivers flooded and winds still beat against that house but it was built on solid rock so it did not fall. Anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey them is like a foolish person who built a house on the sand. Rain poured down, rivers flooded and winds blew and beat against that house. Finally, it went with a crash. When we're talking about being built on a solid rock, we're talking about having your life built on the word of God. Because I hope that you can say yes or even like me and say, I'm getting there. I'm under construction. God's working on me. I want to know, is your house built on the rock and on the word and the stability of Jesus? We all hear about all these testimonies coming up and how the people transform their lives in baptisms. But I'm sure they'll be the first to tell you that it's only just begun. And I pray tonight, as the band starts to play a song, that God will reveal to you an area that you need to deal with. Do you have an anger, a hurt, a pain, an issue, a relationship? I believe and I hope that he is working in your heart right now. Lord, we pray that we can come to you and you can work in our lives, Lord. That you can transform our lives. That our lives can be one that is based on the word of God. That is based on what you have for us. And we pray and we submit our lives to you, Lord God. We pray, say, come and be in us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen.